Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now first, can I just wish you a very happy new year. It is the 1st of January 2024 and for me, I really want to get 2024 off to a fantastic start and that's what we've been working towards over this last week, getting the garden ready, getting the allotment ready to hit the ground running. So come out into the garden and I shall fill you in with what we've been doing out there over this last week. Well, out in the garden now over this last week, well, there has been some good days with regards to weather, but we have also had a storm come through as well. Now, luckily, the storm didn't really do any serious damage here. We did notice on Sunday morning that when I got up, the greenhouse door was blown open and I managed to run out and try and close it. But for some reason, the door had been knocked out of alignment. So I had to spend a bit of time just quickly making a repair to that to make sure that the door closed. Didn't take me too long, to be fair. And it must have just blown itself open in the wind got caught against the tree and that just knocked some of the nuts and bolts enough to make it out of alignment. As I said, didn't take too long to sort. Luckily, we had nothing in there that would have been affected. Now, as I said, during these good days, and obviously with it being the Christmas New Year period, time has been a little limited, but I have wanted to spend a bit of time in the garden just tidying it up and getting it ready for 2024. So I have harvested quite a few vegetables. These are our leeks, our parsnips, our sprouts and so on. And by harvesting those, that emptied up a bit of space in the beds. So with all these beds that were empty, I then ran around with the hoe and just cleared a few more weeds. And then I mulched the empty areas with some of our homemade compost. So it's certainly coming together. I have actually noticed in what was the brassica bed and is going to be the bean bed this year, we did sow a row of field beans and they have started to germinate over this last week. So that's a good sign. That means that the field beans are in there and they're going to germinate and grow and of course being a green manure they're going to add all those nutrients into the soil ready for the growing season i might actually sow a few more field beans in a minute just to fill up all the beds that have nothing growing in them now we do have plenty of vegetables still growing purple sprouting broccoli swiss chard mizuma a type of mustard garlic onions and of course plenty of carrots so we're, we're certainly not going hungry we've still got plenty of food waiting to be harvested and we've still got plenty of food waiting to follow up as well so trying to beat that hunger gap trying to make sure we always have food growing now we also have plenty of salads in the veggie pods too and i've said time and time again that we do eat quite a few salads here and in January I think many of us always try to eat a little bit healthier and lose some weight certainly for me that's something I'm going to be trying to do I've been trying for the last few weeks to lose a bit of weight if I'm honest with you and for me salads have been a good way to start to lose weight I pick a few salads in the morning and take that for my lunch and then we have it for our dinner as well Obviously, we have to add some other foods as well. We're not just living off salads, but salads have been a big part for me for losing weight. 
Now on the indoors, we've actually sown some aubergines and peppers as well. And at the time of recording, we've just noticed that the first aubergine has started to germinate. So there's going to be quite a few more to follow. Aubergines and peppers, I do find, need that long growing season, just like chilies. But they are in heated propagators and they are also under grow light. So they should get a really good, strong start in there. But one thing I've noticed, a few weeks ago we also sowed chilies and they are germinated, they were growing lovely, but something seems to be attacking them, possibly slugs or snails, as the leaves are appearing to be munched. Now I'm trying to keep a really close eye on this because I don't want to lose my chilli seedlings. What I've done to try and combat this is just sprayed a bit of a garlic spray to try and prevent that from happening any worse. It's a very, very difficult. Obviously, slugs and snails are somewhere inside because the uh, this growing station is inside my house. And obviously, it's quite warm for there, so the slugs and snails are happy to come out. But I do think we're going to have to sow a few more chilies. That's not going to be a problem. We'll probably do that over this next week as well. Now, I will meet you in the greenhouse shortly, but in the meantime, why didn't you find out what's been happening in a supporters club this week? Well, if you are enjoying this podcast so far, then please do leave us a rating review on your podcast provider. It doesn't take you very long to do, just a few seconds to leave a review, but it really does help me out. Because what it does is it makes it possible for more people to discover this podcast. It gets the algorithm working and push this podcast onto other people who might be interested in growing their own food. So if you could, please help me out with that. I would really appreciate it. Added to that, we also have the Supporters Club for those who want to support this podcast. Now, the Supporters Club is a, a club that I set up to go alongside this podcast. It gives supporting members access to extra content on our website, including extra podcasts. But added to that, we also send out a several packets of seeds each month, and these seeds can be sown in that very month. All this for just £5 a month. Now, over this last week in the Supporters Club, we have been sowing onion seeds. Now, these onion seeds will be growing inside the greenhouse for the time being, but they will be planted outside come spring, and they will go on to provide us with plenty of delicious onions. Now, if you are interested in becoming a supportive member, you want to help support this podcast and keep this podcast moving forward, then please do head to the vegrowpodcast.co.uk to find out more and sign up. Well, I have to say, the greenhouse really does come into its own at this time of year. I know not everybody does have a greenhouse, but for me, I do think a greenhouse is a fantastic tool to add to your repertoire in order to extend the seasons and be able to grow more food with that bit of protection. The trouble with greenhouses, however, is they do get full rather quickly and making space is always a challenge. So at this time of year, I do have my potting bench in here for sowing seeds. I have many plants in here for protection, be it my peach tree, my overwintering chilies and aubergines, my lemon tree. And then we've got a few other young plants, some onions that were sown in the autumn. We've got some lettuce. And over this last week, I've also sown a few trays of onion seeds 
Now, the trouble I have in here is that I don't really have any shelving. It's something I probably should add in order to get our seeds. But I always feel that if I put shelving up, when I get later on in the season, that shelving doesn't need to be there. So it's got to be something that's a bit removable. That might happen in the future. But what I did have in here is a shelving system that is designed to sit all my hack Nick's root trainers in. Now I've used these Hacknick root trainers for a number of years. I brought them as a bit of a kit and they have served me really really well. I still really really like them but when it comes to starting seeds set for beans or squash plants I think they are a bit too big and waste a quite a bit of compost. So I've moved on to plug plant trainers. The trouble with these plug plant trainers is that they don't fit comfortably or safely into these shelves so what i've had to do over this last week because i've got five trays of these onion seeds i've had to add a bit of scrap wood onto these shelves just to get these onion seeds up there and out the way now these onion seeds are probably going to end up going down to the allotment fairly soon but for the time being just need them to get germinating in here and out the way so this adaption to the shelf has worked quite nicely. But what I want to talk to you really about is these plug plant trainers. Now I've started to use this in recent years more and more. And the reason that I like these is basically you take a tray of plug plant trainers, you fill it up with compost, you sow your seed in, you wait for the seed to germinate, you wait for the roots to grow strong, and then you pop out the plug plant and you pot it on. There's no pricking out. And for me, that's quite a big change. It's a bit more time to get the seed sown rather than just scattering the seeds over the surface of some compost, of course. But I always found that the pricking out was a bit of a fiddly job that took quite a bit of time. And it's one of those jobs that if you don't do it as soon as they need it, it can affect the growth of the plant. So I'm just finding that these plug plant trainers to be a bit better. Now this only really works for seeds that are large enough to be handled. Really, really tiny seeds, they're not really going to work, let's be honest. But the thing with plug plant trainers that I have found is that there are quite a few variations out there on the market. And I thought I'd go through my own experience with a few of these different plug plants and what I have found to be the best. Now, we'll start at the cheapest. And these came from Wilco's. Obviously, Wilco's doesn't exist anymore, but I believe the range sells something similar. From Wilco's, we paid a pound and we got five trays of these plug plants. Each tray held 40 plug plants. I think from the range, it's £2.50, but from Wilco's, a pound, we were happy with that. But the thing is, because they were cheap, the plastic is very thin, very brittle, and don't really last much more than two seasons. I would say after one season that they are falling apart, to be honest. They're okay. They, you pay for what you get, but I don't really like things that don't last for more than one season, and I want them to be a bit more reliable. The other trouble I had with these is when you're trying to get the plug plants out, these are very difficult to sort of squeeze the plug plants out and keep in the soil around the plant. So I didn't think they were great. They're a cheap, quick fix. 
Now, Charles Dowden has actually designed some of these as well. And these have a bigger hole in the bottom to pop your plug plants out. And they're made from a much sturdier material. They can last for much longer than one season. I found them online as low as £6 a tray and in other places up to £10, £11, £12 a tray as well, depending on where you get from them from. They are great and I, I, if you are going to go for any, these are pretty good. They're easy to use. You can pop the plug plants out and they are reusable. These are Charles Dowden's own ones and he uses them a lot for his multi-sewn ones. So I, I really do like this his variation on these as well. However, I also brought some rubber plug plant trainers as well. Now, these are good, I have to say. These are a tray. They have 30 plug plants in it, but they are made from rubber and they're a little bit smaller than the plastic plug plants. So we could actually fit two of these in a seed tray or in a heated propagator quite nicely. Okay, slightly less the amount of plug plants, but I don't mind that, and they last. They do last for more than one season. The flexible material makes them easy to pop the plants out, easy to wash, and it's a natural material. Unfortunately, they do come from, I think it was Sri Lanka, so they're not a local material, but they are a natural material that we can reuse over and over and over. Mine are a year old and they still look as good as the day I brought them. How long they're going to last is something we'll have to find out in the future. But I've got high hopes for them. I do think they may be affected a bit by heat as well. But again, that's not something I've found out just yet. But my final plug plant trainer that I've been testing over this last year is my favourite. And this is from a company called Agralium. And just like the rubber plug plants, these cost around the £20 mark. But these Agralium ones are very, very unique. They are made of plastic, but it's a high-density, long-lasting plastic. So they're not going to break in a season. They're going to last quite a few years, from what I can tell. And they actually come as part of a kit. So first of all, we have the plug plant training tray itself. And we simply take that, we fill it up with compost, and then we place it on top of the base. Now this base can hold on to water to really encourage those plants to get plenty of moisture. But what we also have with this is a clear lid that sits over, creates that great environment for seeds to germinate and you can turn the lid in two ways one is unvented so it's completely sealed and you turn it around 90 degrees and then you have a vent as well really really easy really really well thought out but also what we have with this lid if we turn it upside down and place it on top of the root trainers they've got little dibbers for every single root trainer so we just push that down take the lid off, pop our seed in, scatter over a bit more compost, put the lid on top, and there we go, it is ready to go. But the surprises don't end there. This is why I like this bit of kit, because they really, really have thought this out. I mentioned that it has a tray for storing water. 
but it also has two clips on the side of this. And when the seeds are ready to come out, we simply pop these two clips down. The plug plant trainer drops lower down into the tray and pushes out all the plug plants. Really, really well thought out. Makes it easy to get the plug plants out and we just simply take those plug plants and plant them away. I've had lettuce in mine recently and they have came out of that so easily, gone straight into the veggie pod, straight into the ground here in the greenhouse. Just so easy to use. As I said, these are not the cheapest on the market, but the way that they have been designed really makes me feel that they have got something in them. They've been given a lot of thought from a gardener's perspective. Really, really clever and really, really easy. Now, I have had a lot of good results when it comes to seed sowing, but please do get in touch to share your own experience of what you use for sowing your seeds. Perhaps you use plug plant trainers like myself, or perhaps you prick seeds out like I used to do. Get in touch and let me know. Right, I'm going to head on down to the allotment. And in the meantime, let's find out what Chef Scott has for us this week. Hi, it's Scott here. I'm back with the first recipe of the new year. And I always find myself, this time of year, craving simple meals. Whether that be simple to make or simple because it's just made up of a few ingredients. And this recipe fits the bill and was actually recommended by one of the listeners. The recipe he shared was taken from a recipe website, so I've taken a look at it and come up with my own take on it. So we have an inspired by, but original veg grower podcast dish. His reasoning for sharing the original recipe was because it was simple, quick and extremely tasty. And I couldn't agree more and think I have stuck to those principles in this dish. And it is creamy squash pasta with rocket, chili and pan gratto. The pan gratto is optional here, but I think it's well worth making. It's also known as poor man's parmesan, and is basically fried seasoned breadcrumbs, and is great for sprinkling on pasta, soups and salads. And it's a great way of using up stale bread. So, let's head to the kitchen and see how it's made. For this recipe, you will need, for the pasta, 800 grams of diced squash. I use butternut squash, uh, because that's what I grew from the supporters pack but you could use what you have two cloves of garlic crushed 150 grams of diced white onion one sprig of rosemary stem removed you want about two grams left five sage leaves one red chilli I used a mild one one handful of rocket or you could use baby leaf spinach or even microgreens 40 grams of butter 60 millilitres of double cream, 30 grams of grated parmesan, 30 millilitres of water, and for the pan gratto, 200 grams of breadcrumbs, it's best made from stale bread, 40 grams of butter, 30 millilitres of olive oil, one clove of garlic crushed, fresh rosemary chopped, you want about one teaspoon, and the zest of quarter of a lemon, and 400 grams of pasta, I use spaghetti, but you could use what you have. Method. Place all of the ingredients for the pasta, minus the cream, parmesan, rocket and water, in a roasting tray, and cover tightly with tinfoil. And bake in a preheated oven, set at 180 degrees Celsius, for 40 minutes to an hour, 
or until the squash is very soft. Whilst that's happening, make the pan gratto. Do this by frying the breadcrumbs, rosemary and garlic in the butter and olive oil on a medium heat until golden brown and crispy. This should take about five minutes. Then remove from the heat and finish with a lemon zest, salt and pepper. This can now be stored for a week or two. Once the squash is ready, remove from the oven and transfer to a pan and add the cream, water and parmesan and bring to a boil. Then blitz with a stick blender or inner food processor, then season with salt and pepper. Now all that's left to do is cook your desired pasta as per the instructions on the packet, then mix with the sauce and fold in the rocket to wilt and serve with a generous sprinkling of pan gratto. And that's it done. Just a quick thank you to the listener for sending in the suggestion. It certainly inspired me to create this version. And that's it from me until next week. I hope you give it a go and enjoy it. Well, you find me down on the allotment now. And I came down here today. It's been probably the first day that the weather has been pretty good in such a long time. For me, December was just a horrible month. It just seemed to rain or be dark or life also got in the way. I didn't give the allotment as much attention as I would like. And it's got a little bit messy, to say the least. Now, I'm hoping that is going to change from now on forwards and I can actually start to spend a bit more time down here hoping really that the evenings are going to be a little bit lighter so I can pop in on the way home fingers crossed for that anyway but what have I came down here this week to tackle mainly I've been clearing more and more of the weeds weeds have still been growing although it's been wet it hasn't really been cold so the weeds have still been growing I've been trying to remove as many of those as possible it's a never-ending task isn't it weeding and I do think that if we tackle it now it's a bit easier than when we leave it to much later on in the year of course there is a thing that us gardeners tend to be too tidy and that's something I don't really want to attack too much mainly because of the wildlife like it a little bit messy so that they can make their own habitats and I'm happy for that. But after weeding what I've also been doing is I've thrown down loads of cardboard anywhere where I don't have either vegetables or green manures going. This is just for the time being we will cover this cardboard over in compost eventually but this is just a way I find of suppressing any more weeds it blanket covers the soil which helps prevent any weeds from regerminating and growing I find it works quite well if I'm honest with you but it's also biodegradable so it will rot down into the soil and when we cover it over with a thick layer of compost as well it's just great for the growing season one of the things that I will need to do at some point is go through the compost bin and just see how much compost we actually have available for the beds and whether or not we're going to need to buy any compost in. Now something else I have also been doing is at the very top we have an area where we have a collection of fruit 
bushes growing. These fruit bushes are going to need pruning throughout January and that's something I have made a note of. I've written a bit of a to-do list for January to be honest with you. But what I've also been doing is on the base I've been trying to clear away any of the weeds as well and it's just throwing down some of this wood mulch that gets delivered to my allotment site. This just again it acts as a mulch. <laughs> Nothing difficult about that. It just covers the soil as a blanket and stops any weeds from growing or it doesn't stop weeds from growing I should say it, it just reduces and gives the weeds a bit of a harder time now this wood mulch we believe comes from some tree surgeons that just deliver it to our allotment nobody really knows where it's coming from and there is a lot of it I see quite a few of us are now starting to use it wood mulch is a great resource that I like to use as much as I possibly can when it is available and I like the fact that it's recycling it's biodegradable and it's a natural source now to do this what I did have to do is bring down my air pump to pump up the wheel on my wheelbarrow my wheelbarrow does go through quite a hard bit of time and it's one of the the uh most important tools I think now because I use it so much for wood chip and compost but after a while the, the tire does go a little bit flat and when that happens it becomes a bit difficult to move around especially when it is fully laden. A few weeks ago you may recall we did a bit of a service to the wheelbarrow and I pumped up the tires then it seems to have gone down again doesn't appear to be any puncture on it or anything it just seems to go down to, with the cold weather now as I said the allotment is a bit of a mess so what I have done also today just to finish off and start the the new season running is I've made a bit of a to-do list and I I've sort of walked around the allotment with my notepad and paper writing out everything that I want to do I do this quite often I like to see things written down because I just find it helps me plan and organize so much better but what I have broken it down to is there's a few tasks that I really need to focus on throughout January and that being the pruning of the fruit trees and bushes the moving of the shed and the moving of the trees so that once the shed is moved we have that area ready for the trees as well so that, that's what I'm going to be focusing on really over these next few weeks throughout January if the weather is on our side there will be tidying up and other things going alongside it too but more on that in the future something I have noticed as well rhubarb my rhubarb my very early rhubarb this is apparently that has started to spell it's started to grow which is quite astounding really but it just goes to show how mild this winter has been. I hear reports that we are expecting a bit of a cold blast. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, to be honest. I just want it to be dry. Right, well, that is it from the Lomond. I'm going to head on home and get some lunch. And I'd like to meet you back in the podding shed. Well, I have to admit, it was nice to spend a bit of time on the allotment today, as well as a bit of time in the garden too. Certainly feels after December being such a wet, miserable, dark month that we can turn this corner and really get growing. Now, a couple of things I do want to mention. First of all, I'm setting homework each week for you. And this week, all your homework is to go out into your garden, go out into your allotment and take a few photos, just showing off 
what it looks like at the beginning of the year. I want you to take photos right throughout the year so you can look back and just see how much it changes throughout the year. As I said, my garden, my allotment are a bit of a mess, but I've taken photos and it can only get better from here on in. So please do go and do that. If you'd like to share your photos, you can certainly do that either via email or through our Facebook group, anything like that. It's always good to see these photos. Now, earlier today, I also sent out our monthly newsletter via email. Well, I say newsletter, it's an audio newsletter, a bit like a podcast. If you haven't signed up to our newsletters, then please do head to theventuregrowpodcast.co.uk to receive a newsletter. I haven't done newsletters in the past, so I'm hoping for 2024 we're going to continue doing these on a monthly basis. I just need to know from you what you want to hear in a monthly newsletter or a monthly audio podcast newsletter, I should say still trying to define the name of this if you want to get in touch you can email me richard at adventuregirlpodcast.co.uk you can find me on social media and please do follow me or you can head to adventuregirlpodcast.co.uk and you can leave a comment or leave a voicemail please don't forget to rate and review on your podcast provider and also please consider becoming a member of our supporters club We will be back again next time, so until then, please take care.